and welcome to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I'm your host, Nina Petruzzo, and I'm so honored that you're here. This is a sacred space to inspire, elevate, and amplify your life, your business, your relationships, and your gifts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I am your host, Nina Petruzzo, and I am so grateful to have my dear friend, Anna Davila, on the Rising Feminine Collective podcast today. Anna is a purpose mentor and breathwork facilitator. She guides people to go down and into their bodies, exploring the sacredness of their shadows and really using their shadows as the alchemy to rise into their mission, their highest purpose, and really the full embodiment of who they are. Anna and I's work is very interconnected and we've had so many beautiful conversations diving into much of what we'll speak on today. So I could not be more thrilled to have her on. So welcome, Anna, and thank you for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited for this conversation. As you said, our work is so similar and so potent and just heart-based that Every conversation we've had has been so expansive for me and a reflection. So thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to dive in and really have this conversation in a way that people can participate and community can be a part of this conversation. Mm, I love that. So excited. I would love to just open up, Anna, on sharing with the community here a little bit of your journey where you came from. Anna and I have some similar threads. We both come from a healthcare background and have now transformed into coaching and all these beautiful offerings that we now do that I feel we use our health background as a foundation of in so many ways. But I would love for you to just take us on a little bit of your own journey of who you've been, where you've been, and who you are now, the woman that you are today. Yeah, of course. So you know, first I'll just share that my childhood was very turbulent. There was a lot of trauma. And so one of the things that I was always seeking was safety. And I remember just witnessing a lot of different types of trauma in my family dynamics and saying, okay, how do I avoid that? <laughs> like I need a stable job. I need stable finances because I saw how much the women in my family were allowing themselves to be oppressed because they didn't have another choice. And so I was very logical in every single step that I took. I studied really hard. I got straight A's. I tuned into like, okay, what is a good career that feels that I would enjoy, but also is going to sustain me. And I realized I was so in love with anatomy and physiology and the body and how like amazing it is and like all the different ways that hormones work and cells. And I'm like, wow, we are like this fancy machine. <laughs> it's amazing. So I went into the medical field and I became a physician assistant. I worked in the medical field for over 10 years, specifically in surgery. And I remember just feeling like, okay, technically I arrived. You know, I checked all the boxes. I have a really beautiful salary. I have an amazing boss. My patients love me. I'm contributing to my community in a positive way. And there's something missing. And there's so much coming up for me. I didn't feel happy. A lot of anxiety started to show up in my life and I didn't understand why. And so I went through like this very deep shadow journey of like, 
pulled up. I made all the quote unquote right decisions. I followed all the quote unquote rules. I checked all the boxes, but I, I'm feeling a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of sadness, not feeling fulfilled. Like what is wrong with me? And so I decided to really dive deep into figuring out what is quote unquote wrong with me. And thankfully arriving to the truth that there's nothing wrong with me. I was just holding a lot of trauma in my body, in my psyche, in my energy. And I became aware of this entire other world that has absolutely changed my life. Mm. So it started with like meditation, journaling, um, and I went on a retreat to Costa Rica just to learn a little bit more about energy. And that's when breathwork found me and completely rocked my world. <laughs> it was like a very, very powerful experience of laying down, breathing consciously, and all of a sudden, not knowing what was going to happen, feeling all the fear that was stored in my body come up at the same time and realizing like, whoa, where did this come from? And in that moment, I slowly started to do the work and really transmute and integrate and release different things that I've been holding from my lifetime, but also my ancestors. There's so many things that I want to touch on from <laughs> that, Anna. And I just, yeah, that was just such a beautiful painting of your journey. And I think so many people, when they hear this, will relate so much. And I know that this is something that we both have a little bit of similar piece of our story of just that piece of coming from a background that, and of course I say this, all of us have encountered trauma in our life because no matter how perfect our family was or upbringing was, there's always room for improvement. And at some point in our life, we were abandoned, betrayed, or rejected in some way. And my background um, definitely had fusion of trauma and and mental health um, issues and illness and all the things. And I followed that very similar journey to you. How can I feel safe? Okay. Let me be a good girl. Do all the right things. Check the right boxes get my, you know, super achievers, straight A's, go to the right college, do the right career, all the things that we think are going to create stability in a foundation of security in our life. And then we are in it and we start to realize, is this what I actually want? Is this what is actually fulfilling me and really nourishing my soul? And it's like, for me, it was in my mid twenties, that wake up moment of actually, no, this isn't what I want at all. But this is what I thought was going to technically get me to where I thought I was supposed to be. And I think that that is such a pathway that many of us follow. And I do feel this is shifting and getting shaken up in our culture of beginning to allow young adults to recognize, oh, there's like more than one path I can go on. But I do think this is such a deep rooted thing that we're programmed into that is going to take time to unravel because we do, we, we get taught just the programming, you know, create stability, make money, get your stable job, do all these right things. And then for me too, it just led to a lot of anxiety and sadness and and just a feeling of loss in my life. So I love that you found then meditation and journaling and especially breath work, which I really want to get into because I believe breath work is such a powerful practice to move 
trauma and past experience and memories through us. So I would love for you, Anna, to just go more into depth with your journey of how you did begin to unravel trauma from childhood upbringing, even through adulthood, navigating the anxiety that you were facing when you realized this isn't where I want to be in my life right now. And really sharing with us some of those tools, because I, I know so many of the tools that you teach and that you've used are so powerful for other people. Yeah. Um, thank you for all your share too. So the first thing I'll say that when I realized like, oh my God, I created this life that isn't really my life. It's a life that I was told to create. I went through like a very deep depression because I'm like, I just spent most of my life at that point, which was like my late twenties, um, putting in effort time into something that isn't actually me. It wasn't authentically me. And that felt very saddening and even feeling a little bit lost and like, what do I do now? Am I stuck here? And I just want to say that you're not stuck and there's no shame to your journey. I think every part of the journey is perfect and it's going to contribute to who you're being in one way or another. And so for me, I started to really feel a lot of shame around all the time and money I spend doing the quote unquote wrong thing once I realized this isn't it. And thankfully, breathwork had really supported me in moving and shifting trauma from all levels because I was doing a good job with thinking about the trauma and talking about the trauma and trying to, okay, say this doesn't define me, but there's one thing between thinking it and saying it versus feeling it in your body. So I can say I'm worthy a hundred times a day, but if my body doesn't feel worthy, then there's still a disconnect. And breathwork allowed me to drop into my body, which before breathwork, I didn't even know the concept. I'm like, sure, I'm, I'm like moving my body, but I wasn't in my body. I was mostly in my mind trying to dissociate because feeling tough emotions can be uncomfortable. And when you've been avoiding it most of your life can also feel overwhelming. But breathwork is so beautiful because it really works with your body to bring up the thing that you're ready to feel. And I always set an intention that it's going to be exactly what I need and honoring also my nervous system so that it's not too much. And so sometimes it will be sadness. Sometimes it will be rage. And for me, realizing I had rage in my body was also like another world that I was discovering because I was programmed to always be, quote unquote, you know, nice, you know, humble, very compassionate girl but they never allowed me to honor my sacred rage and so it just started to open up these pockets of wisdom within my body that I didn't know was there and I didn't know that I was operating from that space so even if you don't know it exists so this emotion or feeling or being of not feeling worthy you're still showing up with that energy your decisions are informed from that energy that you're holding in your body and when you take the time to just peel the layers and with love and compassion, look at all these different aspects, you're going to arrive to a deeper truth to your authentic self. I know there's a lot of talk about being authentic, you know, nowadays on social media or any creative project that you have. But to me, like being really authentic is arriving to your deep, deepest truth. And in order to do that, you get to look at all of you. Mm. And I 
we're just so on the same wavelength with how we think and feel and teach, which is why I appreciate you so much, Anna. And Anna and I are both manifestors. So our not self theme is anger. And that took me years to learn how to process anger and rage. And I am going to go into that in a second, but I just love what you brought up because I think this is a conversation that's becoming more expanded. But again, I don't think it's in every space quite yet, where for me too, it was like I was living in my head and doing all the mindset work, right? But for me, there's only so much of that that you can do because it's really until you go into the waters of your body that you start to cultivate change, just like you said, to these patterns and behaviors and thoughts because they're all stored in your cells, in your tissues, all of these memories and traumas and things, emotions, the things that we've dissociated from are stored deep in our body, not just in our heads. And that's why I'm such a believer in breath work is such a powerful tool and breath work triggers. I mean, it's, I need a lot of resistance in breath work. It's still really hard for me to fully allow myself to surrender to the experience of breath work because it does go into your body on such a deep cellular level and things come up that can be so unexpected. So I would love for you to touch on that too, because I'm sure a lot of my listeners on in this community have maybe done breath work or interested in breath work, but I think a lot of people do fear breath work because it brings you so down and into your body. And I would love for you to speak on Anna, just how you allow yourself when you meet those areas of resistance within yourself, how do you care for yourself? How, how do you move through that? And also I would love for you to touch on too, what has been some of your process with alchemizing anger and rage in a safe way for yourself to process that emotion that so many of us turn away from in bypass or stuff deeper down. And then it just becomes heavier and and more enraged in our bodies first thing i'll say is that obviously i love this work so much i became a breathwork facilitator and i still have resistance to breathwork as well (laughs) so it's normal um to me resistance is sometimes just the flashlight that's pointing the thing that you get to do and so the way i love to work with breathwork is first honoring my seasons and noticing am i resisting this a lot there's a reason for that there's a growth here that gets to happen and a part of me is maybe scared of, you know, meeting this new version of me. A part of me is scared of letting go of maybe the pain because I identify with it so much. And so just honoring that part of you and also making a conscious choice, like, okay, am I stepping into a more expanded version of myself? Am I willing to do this work, not just to liberate myself, but my bloodline? And so I will choose to step into breath work to me, breathwork works in so many different ways and the experiences you have are infinite. I've been doing my personal practice for almost four years and I'm still surprised as to the different experiences I've had, but it is activating in a way that it activates the things that you're holding within that you're ready to let go of. And so it can activate an emotion, um, an experience, and it can sometimes start to feel big. So for me, fear has been a huge theme in my life because of trauma, um, because of violence that I've witnessed. And when that comes up and it starts to feel too big, I want to honor my nervous system. And so I ask myself, 
can I feel this for five more seconds? And so I will feel it for five more seconds and then make a decision. Can I feel this for another five or am I done? And sometimes I'm done for today. I'm going to bookmark it. This is not spiritual bypassing. (laughs) This is bookmarking it, honoring your nervous system and having the capacity to come back another day to continue doing that work. Um, It's kind of like going to the gym and trying to do all the things when you haven't been there for like a month and being too sore to come back the next day. Um, You get to do it in a way that that honors your body. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, feeling that I thought was going to be scarier than it actually is. And so I'm going to stay here another five seconds. Um, And so really allowing yourself to have a choice. This is one of the reasons why breath work is so, so powerful for me because you have a choice in doing this work. Sometimes, you know, there are things like plant medicine that will take you on a journey. And the way I see it is that plant medicine opens the door, you walk in, the door gets closed and locked behind you and you're in there until you're done, whether you like it or not. Breath work opens the door, you walk in and the door stays open. So you have choice, which to me is very empowering, especially when you've experienced trauma. Um, And again, like you said, I believe everyone experiences trauma. Trauma is not a specific experience. Like it doesn't have to look a certain way. It's how you took in an experience. So trauma can be physical abuse. It can be someone telling you you're ugly. Like sometimes the biggest experiences I think are the ones that are really holding me back. But when I do this work, I realize it's this one word that someone told me that for some reason I took on and I decided to own it. And so breathwork has been really powerful for that. But I also want to just share with the world that breathwork is also very activating in a way where it activates your power. It activates your truth. It activates your knowing of your worth. There have been breathwork experiences where it's pure bliss. And I'm just like, holy moly, I didn't know how much I love myself. Like this, like I'm feeling love rushing throughout my entire body. And when your body can feel it once, it's going to remember. And being able to have that memory in your body of worth, no one can take that away from you after that. And not only that, but it can also really connect you with, for me, what I love to call like spiritual resources. So connecting with energies like God. Sometimes I can feel God just hold me. And I'm like, wow, this is such a blessing. Sometimes I can feel the love that my dogs have. I can feel their energy. Sometimes I can all of a sudden look at flowers and be connected to the plants. And so there's so much that breathwork can gift. And it's the full spectrum. It's doing the shadow, but also reminding you of your light. And on my path, you absolutely need both. You want to get lost in just one or the other because you are both. And you get to integrate and really step into that. I just love the way that you describe breath work, Anna. I'm like, I could just listen to you talk about it forever. because We've had a lot of conversations about it because the way that you discuss it and alchemize it. And I just love that you bring in. It truly does. It opens us to the full spectrum of our beingness, not just the dark, not just the resistance, not just the shadow, but breath work is also and I've experienced this in my own practice, a really powerful tool for bliss and expansion and joy and the light. And you said something really powerful at the beginning of what you said, which is 
we often meet the resistance because we are comfortable and we know our pain and our suffering. And sometimes it is really hard for us to let go of that because for me in my life, it's been like, well, who am I on the other side of that? Mm. I've been carrying this baggage. So who am I without the backpack on anymore? Like, I don't even know how that will feel when I truly allow myself to let go of this story, to allow this part of my life to be complete so I can become the woman I know myself to be. And I think that's such a, I know that we talk about this and and Anna and I are both in a community for financial liberation with one of our mentors, Tori. And, and this is a conversation that comes up a lot of, can we trust in letting go of the pain and the suffering? And can we trust that we can have joy just to have joy. It doesn't have to be attached to all of our old stories either. And I just think breath work is such a powerful tool to explore that. And I also just appreciate so much what you said, Anna, about when you know, after, you know, maybe those five more seconds, when you know it's time to stop, to honor your nervous system, that that's okay. It's not bypassing. Because I think we get into this world in the spiritual community of just digging, 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 like, and there's no end. And I got lost in that for sure. And, and, and I, and I don't think it, it is always sent away because also we, many of us are super achievers. So we're going in or perfectionists and people pleasers and just thinking, I better just keep going because I need to get to the bottom of this mm-hmm. and really not honoring the integrity of our body to, to honor that truth of we need to pause to actually integrate this. It's not always continue to go, go, go. Sometimes the biggest miracle we can give ourselves is the pause and the stop so that we can really integrate the experience. And I I just really appreciate that you said that because I don't think everyone practices breath work in that way. And (laughs) yeah, I've been in the experiences where it's not practiced that way. And it did, I could feel the lack of safety that happened in my body, but because I'm in a room with X amount of people with the teacher telling me to keep going, I kept going. And, and I wouldn't say those were my best breathwork experiences, to be honest, because there is a certain edge that we get to that I feel we do have to honor so that we actually get to the breakthrough and that the breakthrough might be the pause. It might not be in that moment getting on the other side. So I just love that. And I, I would love for you to describe Anna I know that you're you do a lot of really deep nervous system work as well and I would love for you to even share with this audience you know how to begin to come into a relationship with your nervous system and tools and practices to start to bring awareness to the nervous system and, and things that you do to really help you understand and nurture your nervous system, especially through these practices like breath work and shadow work and all of these in-depth things that we go through, but how do we really let ourselves listen to our body through that? Mm. Yeah, I love that question. Um, and I just also want to say that if whoever's listening is ever, you know, in an, a circle or a breath work practice or anything where you're feeling like this is your edge for your nervous system, but the facilitator is saying, keep going. This is where you get to 
practice sovereignty and discernment and like really flex that muscle and choosing your truth because like you I've done the same and just not listen to what my body's telling me and just listen to what the teacher's saying and it wasn't that great of an experience and it reinforces that we're always outsourcing our wisdom when really what facilitators are here to do is to remind you of your power and your knowing and that you already have the answers and you get to trust your body your body's always communicating with you um, and I love being able to, yes, honor the spiritual energy work, but also the body, because we came here into this body for a reason, not to ignore it, but to really access all the wisdom and beauty and love it holds. Um, when it comes to like the nervous system, my approach is always first coming with love and compassion. Every space that I create for my clients or a circle or just myself, when I'm like, okay, we get to like sit with all of this, it's dropping the shame, dropping the guilt, and just having absolute love and compassion for whatever is coming up. So even if it's something that has come up a hundred times and there's a part of me that wants to be like, really, Anna, you're still on this, I will check myself and be like, nope, no, you get to be loving and compassionate because this aspect of you is hurting. And what helps is also visualizing that aspect as my inner child. So like a seven-year-old me. And am I going to be aggressive towards that? No, I'm going to be absolutely loving, grab her face, hug her, um, really make her feel safe so that she can soften and show me what she's holding, communicate what she's been holding and not maybe sharing with me. Um, for me, the breath work, there's so many um, you know, different speeds that you can go. The pattern itself stays the same, but you can go slower. If you're feeling really heavy, just focusing on taking deeper inhales and not going as fast. Um, something else is during the rest. This is really a beautiful part of the breath. And sometimes people will try to skip this part or make it really short because our mind wants like, let's go, let's do the work, let's show up. But the rest I would say is actually the most powerful part because it's integrating. It's when you are deep in neutrality and receiving all the messages and also your nervous system is getting restored in that moment. And so your nervous system is recalibrating during the rest about your truth. Sometimes that is, can I receive more love? Your nervous system may not think it's safe to receive more love, but after a breath first session and during the rest, it is creating and increasing your capacity to receive love, mm -hmm. to receive support, to feel safe in your body. Um, and so to me, during the rest, I will actually visualize my nervous system. So like my cerebral cortex, the brainstem, the spine, all the peripheral nerves, kind of like the, like if you had like the MRI kind of vision and seeing that really land on the earth and whatever way works for you. I love to include earth energy to see it come up and nourish the nervous system and just feel really restored. And outside of breath work, something that I absolutely love to do and it sounds really simple, but it really, really works is taking a deep breath in like really filling your belly with air when anxiety is coming up. During, when I was working in the hospital, it can be very chaotic. There can be so many things happening at the same time where you have to really ground and 
you know, choose like, okay, what's the first thing I'm going to do? What's the most important thing right now? Who needs me the most this moment? And how I would ground is by like, okay, I'm feeling all this rush of anxiety. I'm just going to take one second to take a deep breath in and remind my nervous system that I'm safe. And then I have so much clarity after that. Sometimes our mind is like, no, you don't have time to breathe like deeply. If you take the time to breathe deeply, your, your time expands and you have a lot more clarity. It sounds so simple, but I just did it as you're speaking it. And I could just feel my body relax and go into that deeper parasympathetic state, which is our rest and digest. And I love that you just brought the light to rest because I feel rest is probably our greatest revolution that we can embody right now on earth. And exactly what you said, Anna, in that rest, that is when our nervous system recalibrates when we're just in the constant state of, of going and pushing and doing constantly, our nervous system is in that heightened state, typically in, in fight or flight to some degree. And we live in a culture that has, you know, just exemplified that as, as being the thing that you do. And I think this past year has been really powerful because I, I believe it really brought a lot of people into their bodies and connected to this deeper place of truth to realize and recognize like, wow, that is not the way I can live. That's going to be serving my highest good. And I do need to honor more rest so that I can actually integrate what I'm learning, what I'm teaching, what I'm embodying, who I'm being mm-hmm. it often arrives in that rest state where we can gain clarity and kind of diffuse the chaos that's going on around us within us and outside of us so yeah I just believe rest is is so immensely sacred and um, I'm just so grateful that you brought that up so powerfully and really honoring that time of rest in between is just as powerful as the actual state of doing the, the breath itself Mm, yes. And a lot of people will want to skip it. I remember I used to want to skip it until I realized how powerful that was and like tangible expansion that's happened for me during the rest is like, I'll notice my energy expand for how much I feel safe to receive. And receiving, I think is one of the things that I've also journeyed a lot because we can do, for me, it's easy to do. Like I can definitely do and do all the things, but receiving a compliment, I'm like, ooh, hold up my nervous system starts to glitch out and so the rest has been really supportive to me to like recalibrate it is safe to receive compliments it is safe to be seen it is safe to ask for support I used to never ask for support I would do everything myself and now I just feel safe and being like okay I need for someone to hold space for me right now because I'm moving through something and I would love some support and it's been such a game changer you're exactly right. And this is, I notice it in the myself, in the women that I work with, we have such a challenging time to receive. And definitely me, if someone complimented me, immediately deflecting. You know, they're like, Nina, I love your earrings. I'm like, well, I love this about you. right. It's like you just never letting yourself take it in. And I and I you really like spark this awakening for me, it really has been in the spaces that I've created to rest 
in that way, that has opened me to become a better receiver in my life because it's in the rest, right? That we can honor the pause and the receptivity and just the flooding in of, of being held and being nurtured in that way. And then when it shows up in our life outside of rest, we can, we're safe enough to be like, whoa, I can actually let this just land and say thank you and not have to give anything back. And, and I think it's just so powerful to remember. I talk about this with my, my clients all the time. When we deflect compliments, gifts, you know, support, we're really not only just taking away the gift of that for ourselves, but we're truly taking it away from the other person, right? How defeating does it feel when you tell someone, I love your hair today, Anna. And and Anna's like, oh, I like yours. Yours is better than mine. And it's like, like that's, I just wanted to give you that. And it makes me feel so good to give you that. But when we're in that constant state of deflection, we're really just taking the gift away from both parties. Mm. Um, But that's a huge, that's taken me a long time and definitely through a lot of embodiment practices to allow myself to feel safe again, that it is safe to receive and let that land. Yeah. And I think rest is also really supportive and connecting with your intuition, with your internal wisdom. You can't hear the voices that are coming from within you if you're doing stuff and consuming. You get to commune with yourself, which is rest. And for me, I never thought I was creative. Like I was totally math and science, right? Like medicine. And anyone that would invite me to do something creative, I'm like, no, I don't don't know how to do that. (laughs) But when I started resting, all of a sudden I have these beautiful creative ideas and, you know, wanting to create stuff for the world, whether it's art, whether it's a program, whether it's just a poem, like poems. I'm like, I didn't know I was a poet, but I am because there are words that come through when I'm in rest. Sometimes it's just like solutions to a certain circumstance that you're navigating that only comes through rest because you're taking the time to just be with yourself, with your wisdom and silence is sacred. I really, really believe that. <laughs> yes, it is. It is so sacred. And I would love for you to touch on, Anna, just your what intuition means to you. I feel, again, intuition is so sacred, but also such a buzzword of connect to your intuition. And I feel like people get really confused what intuition means and then really as you just began to really beautifully describe, how do we begin to honor it and receive it and trust it within our own channel and of our bodies? So mm-hmm. just go yeah. deeper to that. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I love intuition so much because I, for a long time, I didn't think I had the ability to make the right decisions. I would make pros and cons lists all the time and then create another pros and cons list about the pros and cons. It was like this anxiety driven thing that was really not efficient. Uh, But for me, intuition is my divine compass. It's the thing that's always guiding me from my heart space. So regardless of my trauma, regardless of my programming, regardless of, you know, anything, even the systems that have taught us stuff, It's like my true essence communicating and leading the way. And it's so beautiful to, first of all, know that you're intuitive because every single person is intuitive. That is my truth. And there are people out there that will say like, no, you need to like, 
go, you know, have a session with an intuitive coach um, or an intuitive reader. Yes, there's some people that have really worked in developing that skill and that gift, but each and every one of us is intuitive. We've just been swayed and told the story of what intuition looks like when really intuition is dropping into your body and seeing how intuition communicates with you. So when I started to really like, okay, I really want to connect with my intuition. If I have one, let's just try this experiment. And because I'm very science-based, I did like an experiment with myself where I'm like, okay, first, let me just talk to intuition, to my intuition. I have no idea how it shows up or if it shows up, but let me just start to talk with it. And I started to ask it, how do you show up? in my body? How do you show up in my mind? And for me, intuition shows up differently than a lot of people. I believe intuition shows up very uniquely for each person. And so really taking the time to commune with your intuition and ask it, how do you show up for me? I'm here. I'm willing to develop a relationship with you is really powerful. So sometimes for me, it will be a temperature shift in my hands. Sometimes for me, it will be, you know, a tightness in my lower back. Sometimes for me, it will be hearing a high-pitched sound, which you know may not mean anything except to become super present and see who's here. What books are around me? Is there a word that's going to answer this question that I've had within? Is there a song playing in the background that the words of that song are directing me towards my deeper truth? So it's really playing and experimenting with all the different ways that it can show up and not holding on to how people tell you it has to show up. Because again, when I did that, my intuition doesn't necessarily show up with like hearing voices or, you know, like this flash vision, it will show up in my body. And trusting that um, was another journey of like, okay, I'm going to listen to my intuition and see what happens. And then another experience where I'm not going to listen to my intuition and see what happens. And it was very evident that my intuition is beyond logic, beyond time and space. And it's for my highest good. There was one time where my intuition was like, this person you don't get to have in your life. And they were really trying to be in my life. And I'm just like, well, I can't tell them I can't be friends with them. Like, that's weird. <laughs> They're kind. They're, you know, they seem to stand for the things that I stand for. And so I ignored my intuition and allowed this person in my life. And a year later, I'm like, oh, this is why. Because right now it's all going to shit. And I'm dealing with a lot of, you know, this person's aggression. Um, interesting. I don't shame myself for it, but I'm like, cool. Thank you, intuition, for trying to tell me something, me not listening and having evidence now that I get to trust you, even if it's not logical. Mm. I, the divine compass thing. I just really <laughs> marinated in that. <laughs> I was like, I love, I love that description. And like Anna said, we are all intuitive beings. We all hold our own unique power within our intuition. And I love that you described our intuition does come to us in different ways. For me, it's a lot of very feeling based in my body, but I also receive a lot of visions in my meditations and in my times that I rest. And for some people, it's hearing 
or again, just visceral sensation, like the tingling, the warmth in different parts of our bodies. Sometimes for me too, I'll get like the ringing in my ears or almost feels like I'll go through like a tunnel when I just know a truth is being spoken. It's almost like my ears like open and it's this really interesting like whoosh sound that happens. So it's so amazing that we all have this tool and it gets to show up for us in these really unique ways. And as Anna mentioned, it's really cultivating the space to start asking it. How do, how do you want to show up? How can I listen to you more deeply in really cultivating that beautiful space of stillness and rest and quiet and solitude? Because that is when it comes to us most clearly when we can go into our inner landscape and really begin to open the spaciousness to receive the messages that our intuition is trying to bring to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say that if you're starting out with, you know, connecting with your intuition, it would be really powerful to start small because if you ask a big question that you already have a story (laughs) attached to it and you're nervous about what the result is, you may get in your own way and not hear your intuition because the mind can definitely try to take over. And so I love to start with little things like intuition, what do I get to eat today? Something that there's no pressure around and then see how it shows up. And then if you feel something like a tingling or a warmth or anything, and you're like, who is that my intuition? If it is my intuition, thank you so much for showing up. Can you show up a little bit stronger? And kind of like attuning it so that you and your intuition are developing this really beautiful relationship where you are really in communion and knowing how it communicates. And you can even get to a point where, let's say you're connected, you feel your intuition, you see it, know it, hear it, smell it, taste it, whatever way it shows up for you. And there's something big happening you ask your intuition, it shows up, but your mind is like, no. At that point, I'm like, okay, intuition, I hear you say this. My mind is saying this other thing. This is really big and my nervous system is kicked up. I request for you to show up in this specific way so that I know for sure. And then I won't let my mind get in the way. And so I'll request to maybe see a butterfly or a request to see like five by five or anything, something that feels really good for you. And then it's so beautiful when you're like, get the confirmation, you're like, okay, it's scary, but it is my intuition and I get to trust. Uh, yes. And I, I love that practice. And I'm so happy that you mentioned that. I just did this this past week. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, if this is truth, show me a hawk. And I haven't seen my hawk yet, but I'm like, it will come if it's connected to that deeper part of my truth. And I think it is, it's beautiful because we can ask for signs because I think all of us, we get a little bit caught up in the dialogue between our head and our heart and really can create a little bit of chaos between what is truth and what is maybe my mind just trying to keep me safe because that is so much of what the mind wants to do. So yeah, I love asking for signs and then just being really open and patient with receiving that sign as it is. And I love just even starting with food. That was my big thing in the beginning was really trusting my body and what it desired to eat, to nourish me. And I came from like a very controlled food background and restricted food and had disordered eating for a long time. So for me, that really was like my first breakthrough of connecting back to my body 
through nourishment with really listening of what does my body actually want? What is going to make it feel best? And really letting myself be led intuitively that way was so powerful in the beginning of my journey. Yeah, I love it. It's so it's such a good practice, simple, but like every time you show up for yourself in a simple way that you can continue to show up, it's going to exponentially expand. <laughs> like it's going to grow that strength, that muscle. It's so, so powerful. Yeah. hundred percent. And Anna, I would love to kind of just wrap up the conversation because you do, we talk so much about your beautiful breathwork facilitation, but you also do a lot of purpose mentorship with, with other humans and are incredible in that space. And I would love for you to just because purpose again, I love how we're using all these buzzwords and really dissecting them and bringing them down into the body and, and just offering, you know, of course, our own ideas and feelings on what these words mean to us. But I would love for you to describe what purpose means to you and really how you lead people into anchoring into their purpose even deeper in the work that you do. Yeah, I love, love purpose so much because it was something that I was quote unquote, searching for a long time. And I realized it's always been there. It's doing the inner work to reveal what that is. Uh, but for me, the way I see purpose is, I don't know if it's similar to the, like a lot of people see it. So I'm just going to share my truth. So purpose and mission are two different things. And when you start to feel this call and call to like, what am I here to do? It's usually that your mission is coming online which is going to awaken you to what your purpose and your mission is. The way I see it in my head, and it's a silly analogy, but to me it makes so much sense, is let's say you're in your apartment, your home, and you're hungry, there's no food in your kitchen. You go to the supermarket and you just go through every aisle and you just randomly put food in your cart and you can go through every aisle, you can go through 50% of the aisle. And to me, that is your purpose. It's like, who are you being, who you, you are expressing. And that can happen in any job that you have, in any state that you live, surrounded by any person that you're surrounded by. You are expressing your purpose. Your mission is you're home, you're hungry, there's no food, and you have a craving for like chocolate cake. And so you're gonna go to the supermarket get random food, but also get very specific ingredients to create this very specific dish that is going to serve you in a specific way and maybe even serve others. And so to me, mission is something that you take action on. It contributes to the world. It's a part of your legacy. It's what you're leaving here on this planet once you're gone. And your purpose is who you're being as you're moving through life. Mm. And when you do that deep work, it's so supportive because to me, fulfillment is something that is your birthright. We are not meant to feel stuck and unfulfilled in anything that we do. And the moment you have clarity on who you're being, like who are you here to be, you can be that as any career that you choose. So it's not a career, which is something that is definitely pumped a lot, is who you are being. And mission is something you get to do. And sometimes you get to do them with other people. So there's like soul um, friends that you get to connect with and create something beautiful in the world. And so you can have a lot of different missions and a lot of different ways of being, which means a lot of different purposes. And it's just such a beautiful journey. The way I 
like to move my clients through that journey is shadow work. For me, your purpose and mission are already within you. They're already there. They're already communicating with you. But if you have a lot of layers of trauma, of beliefs, of programming, you may not hear it. And so we do the work of revealing, healing back, releasing, integrating, all of that so that you can hear your truth. Sometimes if your purpose is something like you get to be pleasure, like experience pleasure, be an example that it's safe to feel pleasure and your mind and your programming and your trauma is saying it's not safe, then there's definitely going to be a disconnect. So to me, the really powerful work is shadow work to really reveal what's not yours so that you can arrive to your truth. And also connecting with your intuition because your intuition is guiding you always towards your purpose, your mission, expressing it more fully, more authentically, and then really being able to expand your gifts and feel safe in expressing Mm -hmm. them. Your gifts are the tools that are going to help you express your purpose more fully and also move and step into your mission more powerfully. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, and I don't know if we've, I don't know if we've really broken down together in our conversation and purpose and mission, because I love the way that you just described that. And so much of what you spoke is how I feel intuitively, but I don't think I have found the words to describe it in that way. And I just, I love like the purpose being the beingness, who are you being? And then the mission is, is kind of like the ingredients, like Mm -hmm. how does it get to be, um, you know, created and amplified on this earth. And I love, I've been reading Sarah Jakes Roberts book, woman evolve, which is a really beautiful book that ties a lot into empowerment and purpose. And something that she mentions in it is our purpose isn't something that we're reaching for or grasping to find. It's really what we remember we already are because we're a sacred heartbeat on this planet. And it's exactly what you said, Anna, just remembering that we have one seed. It's beating within us already. And I do believe, and we're both so passionate about the sacred shadow work and I know that we've joked because I always say you're you're running a business and many listeners of this podcast run their business. And it truly is. It's like getting a PhD in your sacred shadow because your mission and your purpose is going to take you down and in because we are here for brilliant things on earth and brave are the few who really trust that we are powerful enough to unlock what that is in our body and then be bold enough to step out and share it and be ourselves and let our mission move the planet, you know, and, and really remembering, you know, what gets to exist because I said yes to being a heartbeat on this earth, what gets to happen because I'm a part of humanity and I'm a part of this brilliant collective that we live in and that we're all divinely interconnected in. And it is so courageous to decide for yourself, I'm going to trust this. And it does take exactly like you said, Anna, all of the unraveling of the programs and the conditioning and our stories and beliefs and our traumas that have told us that's not possible for you. You won't measure up. Don't shine too bright. 
keep yourself small, play it safe, right? Like that's what we receive. And when you're really stepping into embodying and owning who you are, which is your purpose, Mm. it's very brave and you will go through the mud and there will be times that you will be in the dark. And I've been there this past month and, but really too, and I'm, I want to have you back on Anna, because I feel there's so much to talk about too, which is emotional intelligence. And we have just so many things that we jam on, but I do believe too, when we can feel safe enough to sit in our shadow and sit in that dark and really trust that we can walk through our dark, we become a safe space for ourselves to land. And we also become a safer place for other people to land because when we can be comfortable with our shadow we can also sit with the shadows of others, which I truly believe is how we are changing the world is being in our bodies and knowing how to hold all the beautiful space that you described in our conversation today, because then it makes us more capable to be and hold that space for other people. I love that. And I absolutely live by that. Um, Something a teacher told me once that really assists me in showing up for myself, because he is like, you can't take other people to a place you haven't been yourself. And I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> because when I have resistance, because I have resistance with shadow too, I'm like, okay, and I would like to be able to hold space for this for someone else. So I'm going to show up for myself. Like I, I have to do it for myself. And it's so true about the business. I did not realize how much trauma I was holding until I started my business. My business was not this, by the way. <laughs> it was just like, journaling and meditation and then all of a sudden I'm like I'm not enough I'm like what (laughs) that is really there I'm scared to speak what okay and I had to really work through all of it and I would just say that for the people that are listening that have their business every like experience of your business is like a sacred opportunity to lean in whether it's like an expansive and feel good experience or a deep shadow I remember there was one experience where zero signups I'm like, what does that mean? What does it mean for me? And really moving through unworthiness. I'm not enough. I'm not meant to do this. And arriving to the truth, like, oh, actually, I get to give myself all of this and require nothing outside of me. That's when I can show up powerfully for my business. And your business will teach you everything you need to continue to expand into your truth, into like who you really are. So it's such a beautiful relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh my, yeah. Um, we could go on a tangent with these other. There's so many topics, Anna. You will be back because yeah. I do believe these conversations around sacred business and really being in our business as a ceremony is so powerful because, especially when you are, you're, I know all of you listening are leading a heart led business. And that is going to take you down and in, and it's going to have you cultivate unshakable trust in yourself and move through those times. We've been there. You know, my hand is raised when Anna also said the program they have zero signups for, it happens to all of us. And it's really exactly as Anna mentioned before, who are you being in that process? Are you going to let that defeat you and deflate you and, have you step away because now the fears are just compounding or are you going to show up to that program? Even if it's just you and you, mm, are you still yes. in the space of leadership? Right. And it's like, 
that choice is radically different than the other choice. And I've had to learn this for myself when I've had those fails. And sometimes I didn't leave the program for myself and I, I let it be a failure. And I went down a little spiral of my shame and I had to pull myself out. And other times I've led myself through the work. And after that, there was an amplification of the potency in which I was teaching. And also, you know, abundance came in after that because Mm -hmm. I was being a woman who is actually standing in integrity with the work that she's teaching. And yeah, I think that's just such a powerful thing to touch on Anna. And this, this is absolutely a conversation I want to have deeper really about shadow and business. Cause I feel we can jam on this for a really long time. And I know so many women benefit from this conversation. Um, but I'm just soaking in everything that you shared. I cannot wait to re-listen to this because when two manifestors get together, y'all, it's like, like I just have to re-listen because half the time I, I, it's just like that divine channel that happens and it's so beautiful. And, and I learned so much from the women that I get to connect with. So I'm just extremely grateful for you being one of those women. And I would love for you to share, Anna, what you are offering right now and how people, those listening can find you and just what you're creating in your world. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me. And this conversation is so potent. I love it. It's like so flowy. Um, right now, I've created a few single sacred sessions. It's a request that I've been getting a lot and I've tuned in and they're really sessions that can move you through specific things. There's some breath work in some of the sessions. There's um, accessing your power. So really moving through that and integrating, activating through breath work. There's also a rebirth experience when you've been doing a lot of inner work, when you've been showing up, when you've been expanding and learning, and you create space for a rebirth, which is means honoring the version of you that got you here and allowing that new version of you to step in is really powerful experience. So I have that. And also I have a breath work experience where we just move through whatever is really alive within you in that moment and create sacred space to move, release, optimize, transmute, integrate, whatever gets to happen, and then create space for, okay, what's next? What's the next step I get to, you know, step into? Mm-hmm. So I have that, and you can find me on Instagram. I really hang out there most of the time. So it's at Anna Davila, D-A-V-I-L-A underscore underscore. Or you can check out my website, which is going through a revamp, but you can see some of the sacred sessions. And that's Anna-Davila.com. And all that will be in our show notes. So you can find all of Anna's links. I highly recommend following her on Instagram because she just shares so much pulling information and I just love your reels, Anna. That's that's how Anna and I really connected. I like found her doing these amazing reels. And I was like, who is this woman after we were in the program together? And I was just like, I need to find her and be friends with her because she is amazing. So she shares such inspirational and educational content on there. And we'll have all of that linked. And I'm just so grateful, Anna. And just thank you for being here and sharing your gifts and your radiance and magic with this beautiful community of women who tunes in to this podcast, because I know they're going to be taking so much from this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor.